Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Welcome to the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. We have been watching a lot of Olympic hockey, both men and women's teams battling it out on the world stage. And as usual, we've been watching a lot of Kraken hockey, too. Indeed. That's right, JB. And today, we're going to get all the Kraken fans out there caught up on the action we have a lot to talk about, so let's dive right in to the Maelstrom. The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! All right, we're here. We're in the Maelstrom. Let's uh, kick it into gear. Starting Wednesday, February 9th. Against the Arizona Coyotes, we uh, put up a 5-2 loss. Not much I really want to say about this one, except for um, we are somehow good enough to sweep the Florida Panthers, one of the best teams in the league, and we get swept by the Coyotes. So I feel like that's a little bit of the dichotomy of this season. Um, consistent play, as it were. It's a conundrum. It's the eternal conundrum. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's... How can we be this good one night and this bad the other night? Yeah, it, it's like, you it's, know, any given Sunday, like they say in football. It's not like, that simple. Anybody can win any night. It's not like Arizona's devoid of talent, but it's just one of those things That's where right. you're like, that doesn't make sense. Well, Friday, February 11th, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks came Whack. in... And uh, it was a 4-3 win. Eberly had the game winner in the closing minutes. Jamie Alexiak, the big rig, returns in this game and gets a – he got in a hell of a tilt. That fight was awesome. And uh, once he returned, it was easy to see that we missed his play in the back end. You know, the physicality that we can expect from that guy. And uh, Carson Soucy returned as well. So that was a good game. Yeah, I mean, you you can. It's kind of it's you know I hated seeing him injured, but kind of cool to see him come back and that physicality and everything ratchet up a little bit. Like, hey, we're we're bringing it back in the back end. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's kind of a gentle giant, but it didn't look that way in that tilt. And I was there like uh, when they got back from the road trip for the for the skills competition, the little like skills competition that they did. And you yeah, could, you could see he was wearing. He was still wearing that fight on his face. So it was a real one, for sure. He's a big guy. He's a tough guy. And I think that uh, the Kraken are lucky to have him. So Yeah. I, w- go, I, I wouldn't want to throw it with him. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> Not a chance in hell. No way. I wouldn't want to see him in a dark alley. <laughs> but, yeah, and I just want to say, you know, cool to see Eberle get the game winner. Um, he's been a, a little quiet of late, so that's cool to see the Kraken take down the Mighty Ducks. I mean, they're right. you know Anaheim's not too far south. That's 
it's good to see good to see the Kraken take on a team like that, the, a good team, talented team, and and take the win. You know. Yeah, well, and they are in our division, so if if you're gonna win games, let's start there. You know, if you can be, you know, number one in your division, you lose all these games against the Eastern Conference or whatever, then you're still. You're still doing it right, you know, a little bit anyway. <laughs> I mean, those yeah. are a little bit more important being in the division, so. No kidding. Yeah. But moving on to the February 14th against the Maple Leafs was like a complete 180. Um, completely outclassed from like drop of the puck to the last last whistle. Um, Grubauer gets pulled early. Um yeah, I don't know what the if there was a message or what you know if he was hurt. I don't think he was hurt, but but didn't create a spark. The players obviously didn't get the message. Um, Grew allowed three early goals. You know, kind of that classic Kraken like oh, first goal of the game in a minute. You know, uh, but Drigger came in and he allowed three of his own. But it was you know the classic bad turnovers and. Special teams messing up, you know, messing up, allowing two power play goals and a shorthanded goal. Um, there were some positives. Uh, McCann scored a power play goal, his 20th goal. So, you know, we did, you know, wake up the power play a little bit. Um, and then old Ironhook stays hot and uh, he scored a goal early and assisted on McCann's goal. So, um, I think nice. you said in the last one, you know, that, that iron hook, you know, and, uh, is probably, you know, heating up and I think that's the case and he's looking good. So well, that's somebody to keep on our radar, you know, for the future too. Yeah. Yeah. Him and McCann looking good together. That's good. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's kind of tough I, to, to compare to Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews mustache, but right. They bear a mustache. Yeah, and maybe we are a really good team, but but you know we just didn't show up. Yeah, I mean Toronto's a good team. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah, we'll get them next time for sure. Yeah. Thursday, February seventeenth at Canada Life Center, the Kraken took on the Winnipeg Jets. Seattle came out and scored two goals in the first period. It was Vince Dunn putting us on the board, and Marcus Johansson adding the second goal. The Jets answered with three straight goals. Jordan Everly tied it up to start the third period, but the Jets put one more in the net to go ahead and then the empty net to make it 5-3 to three loss for the Kraken in Winnipeg. That's just, it's that Canadian road trip, you know? Yeah, I, I was on Twitter with a Canadian, you know, saying, you know, ah, we're going to have a successful Canadian road trip. Oh, I had to eat some crow. Uh, I believe that. I believe it. It's tough. It's tough when you get up there and try to play some hockey, you know? Once again, Eberle, you know, scores a goal. So, um, you know, it's like he's coming back around. I mean, to see Vince Dunn and Marcus Johansson in the first period put those first two goals up, you're thinking like, okay, here we go. Now we're talking, you know? Right, right, yeah. Vince Dunn, too. I mean... He's a heck of a defenseman in the back end. I'll no, I'd, I'd try to keep him on the team if I was, uh, you know, if I was in the management. If I was the GM, I'd be looking at guys like that saying, no, you're going to keep him, that's for sure. 
Yeah, and I mean, we are getting into the season. We're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline, so it'll be interesting to trade see deadline. You know, where it's a, they it's find a, it's value. It's a beautiful part, a beautiful part of the hockey season when you're getting in close to that trade deadline because lots of things are happening. Right. And and nothing sometimes. And then that you can sometimes be either surprised or let down, depending on how you feel about it. Right. On Saturday, February 19th, Mark Giordano returns to Calgary as the captain of the Seattle Kraken. He received a big applause and was, you know, the big welcome back ceremony, which would have been magical. That is, unless you're worried about him being traded back to Calgary mm-hmm. before the deadline, you know, in which case it's kind of a little aggravating to see him. Ooh, welcome back. They left him out to dry at the expansion and we got him. So right. he's, our hometown hero. They better not take him back. Kraken fell 2-1 to one to the Flames, kind of to be expected after the rest of the Canadian road trip and the previous games they had played in against, not in, but against Calgary this season. Right. Uh, Cal Yarncrock scored the only goal for Seattle. Yeah, so there you go. There's Ironhook. You know, Cal Yarncrock staying hot. Staying um, hot. And this one, I think. Cali Tally, that's what they're calling it. Nice. Your boy, Kelly. Um, Yeah, this one was a lot better. This was hard fought all the way to the end. Really, Anytime really it's close. a one-point game at the end. Yeah. I well, mean, no, no one's getting the empty netter on that. It's like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were mixing it up. I mean, the fellas, you know, pushing hard. And I think you could tell everyone wanted to get it for Geo and. And at the yeah. very end, they like had a pile up, and Geo's in the middle of it. Kind of cool to see. It's like, hey, you know, still hockey, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You do, there, I mean, uh, that tribute was really, really cool, and Geo for did, sure. I mean, you yeah. love seeing that. No matter, you know, it it almost doesn't even matter like what team you follow, what team you're like a big fan of. You know, you see those those big. Uh, franchise players get traded at the end of their career or even in the middle or beginning of their career. Sometimes it's like a guy that's been with a team for five years or three years, but he's been a big favorite when he's on to the next one. And then that first, first time around, he comes back to the hometown arena and it's the welcome back. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be nice when we aren't doing that as much, you know, expansion teams got that going on. You may like, Usually you pick up a guy who's been somewhere for so long and it's like one guy, but it seems like this whole season has been the tour of like highlight videos because everybody's... Well, I mean, that's the thing. You can't get away from that, though, because with so many trades in the NHL, like it happens all the time. Yeah, but you but we've got like a team full of them because of the expansion. I'm oh, just saying sure like, next year, hundred times next year it won't be happening all the time. That's all I'm saying, and that'll be nice. Not that I, I but yeah. like I said, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. But my favorite sure. part was Geo said like he was there, and he went out to dinner, and he had been there for so long. People were like congratulating him on how well the team's doing, and he had to remind him that. <laughs> That he was in <laughs> Seattle now. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, don't play for the Flames anymore, but thanks. <laughs> so. Congratulations to you, good sir. Yeah. <laughs> and how well you're dressed. Anyways, moving on. Monday, February 21st, the Kraken finished the Canadian road trip in Vancouver. 
as they face the Canucks, where they lost for the fourth straight game. I got to tell you, JB, this is not what I was hoping for for this road trip. Oh. It was brutal for Kraken fans, and I was really hoping that this was going to be the game where we were going to beat the Canucks and take that, you know, take that rivalry to the next level, but it was not to be. Not this night, as the Kraken lost to Vancouver 5-2. to two. Yeah, so it's interesting because, you know, geographically they're um, our biggest rival. You know, obviously they're closest. But it seems to me like we played Calgary a lot tougher. And there was a lot, it was a lot chippier, you know, and that felt more like a rivalry game. I agree. So to me right now, and maybe it's just because Gio's the captain and he, you know, so there's a lot of influence there. And he's like, we need to get out sure. my old team. And, you they, played, know. they played both teams in the preseason. Yeah. And then they also played both teams like in the first couple weeks of the regular season too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, but uh, it certainly was not a successful Canadian road trip, that's for sure. Ouch. Um, it was a big ouchie. We'll always be geographic rivals, so eventually, you know, we'll we'll get a win off those guys, and, and I'm sure the rivalry will ratchet and up. And the Flames, too. We'll get a win on them, too. Oh, Believe absolutely. it. Well, that leads into Tuesday, February 22nd. Our boys come home to play a COVID makeup game. Against the Islanders, a Zarnik revenge game. And we're going to talk a little bit about Zarnik later, but he's a, a pickup uh, due to injuries that we, we claimed on waivers from the Islanders, who's been with the team for, I don't know, two weeks. He like came in during the East Coast road trip, I think. Um, so anyway, uh, crazy to think that uh, there wasn't supposed to be really any hockey in February, and here we are breezing through a slate of games. And the month is almost over. Unfortunately, there would be no revenge in this game. Um, it was a back-to-back. And, you know, it was just Vancouver. It was a short bus ride. But the boys came out flat. And I mean real sluggish. Uh, they allowed two goals in the first. Uh, Yanni Gord tallied a goal in the second. But we allowed two more. Uh, Gord from- scored. Yeah, Gord scored. Gotta love the Gord scored. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's four to one at the end of the second. But but here's the thing in that game. Something happened at the end of the first period, like during the break. Something was said. I don't know if it was Hackstall or whoever. But these guys came out like guns a-blazing in the second period. It was like almost like a different team. They were attacking um, they were hitting the line aggressively, gaining the zone, controlling the flow. Uh, but most importantly, they they were putting puck on net. These guys were fired up, and they weren't waiting for the perfect setup. It seems like they get into the zone, and they're like, we're going to wait for that perfect shot. And, it, you know, it doesn't work out. And one of the things I've noticed of late is that we are getting outshot. It was 23-29. to 29. Uh, against the Jets, 23-37 to against the Calgary Flames, and then 27-46 to against Vancouver. So that's 112-73. to That's minus 40. That's crazy. Damn. That trend, you know, kind of continued, but the, the 
shooting started to pick up and just the level of play. So a switch was flipped and we had the momentum and Shane scored a workman type goal kind of off of a rebound off the back wall, um, right place, right time. And then, you know, you got this feeling, um, but it just was insurmountable at that point, you know, four to two, never really pulled back. And then they, they got an empty netter on us. So we dropped, dropped that game to the Islanders five to two, but they carried the attitude and energy into the Boston game two nights later, uh, February 24th against the Bruins. And uh, that was hands down for me the best and most entertaining game of the season. Um, a lot of penalties, including a season high record for high sticking calls. Uh, but the Kraken came out and they took it to Boston. You know, kind of everybody kind of knows Boston has an edge and they play a certain style. And we met that energy. And uh, we got a penalty called us in the first two minutes or three minutes. But Geo, our Kraken captain, Opened by scoring a shorty on that power play. So, and that was the second shorthanded goal in three games for him. That's two, Utah. Two. Um, Grew Hell was, yeah, he's getting it. Yeah, yeah. Grew was a madman standing on his head all night. Um, I mean, he was fire for sure. Best game from him. He made some incredible saves. And the goals he let in, you know, you're like, what are you going to do about this? DeBrusque scored the first goal uh, on a on a puck that was kind of flipped over the net, and Lazan was actually there trying to knock it out of the air with his stick. And I'm like, just hit it away with your hand, but he knocked it pretty much down into the goal, and DeBrusque like touched it right before it went in. But one to one at the end of the first period, and then you know Pasternak scores early in the second. Um, so you're really not going to keep a talented player like that down for too long, and. That goal Bruins was, are even down a couple of guys because of their injuries too, I believe, during all this. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a I think like Marsh hands out because he's in suspension, and I think Bergeron's on injury. Yeah, and there was a apparently there was a kerfuffle with Yanni Gord because Yanni checked some young defender that they had in their previous meeting, and that kid hasn't played since. And it was clean Ooh. check, I guess, but they just didn't really like it. So uh, there's yeah, a lot of like. A lot of back and forth there, but uh, then we're we're down, and McCann is on IR. He just got sent down to IR, so he missed this game. So somebody else has to enter or answer the bell and uh, enter our all-star. Jordan Everly came through and tied it up with a beautiful backhander top shelf where he had to actually hop over Yulmark, um, their goalie, to miss a collision. It was a beautiful goal. Everly is awesome. Yeah, it was a really cool to see. I mean, it was a goal scorer's goal. Uh, the patience waiting for Omar to commit and then to go over top of him. I mean, it, it was awesome. It's great. Um, so, yeah, we, we go into the third, tied 2-2. Um, and it was, a, it was a rubber match. I mean, nobody was given an inch. So we had to go to OT or shootout to decide it. And I, I feel really bad for these guys, for the boys, because they lost on what I feel like is one of those impossible shots. DeBrusque, you know, it's three on three, so ice is a lot more wide open. He skates down pretty much right on the red line and shoots the puck at an impossible angle. Like how it goes in, even if there was no goalie standing there, 
to get around the the near post and then go in on the other side is crazy to me. But Gru's there, and he finds like the only path between his elbow and his you know and his gut, you know. And so they drop they drop the game three two. Um, they do get the point. <laughs> And, you know, the, the trend continues. They were outshot 39-27. to 27. But th- the thing is, is that that type of stuff doesn't trouble you as much when you see the type of play that they put out, like, on the ice. Sure. They were aggressive. Uh, they were in sync. They were, you know, pushing the puck, pushing the game, meeting the other team's energy, um, and in some cases controlling large parts of the game, especially early on. Um, so I think between like the the bad news is they lost all these games. They did get a yeah, point. Boston will always be a tough team, and yeah. and you know so will, so will the Islanders. Those both of those teams, the East Coast is full of good hockey teams. Yeah. I mean, how much do you think that the Seattle Kraken is missing Brandon Tanev right now? Oh, so he, much. like you know that he brought that aggression. You know, yep. he brought that like like no no holds barred hockey style that like would be so good in these games. We, you gotta be missing him as a Kraken fan. Yeah, for sure. When you, when you watch these games right here, for sure, because that's like, you know, you got, okay. The Islanders game was five, two, but you got a bunch of games in here, the Calgary game, right? The Boston game, a bunch of these games are really, really close in score. Well, you know, you know, he you, just had that one guy who brings the fire. Yeah, you know, and he brings it can it make a lot of too. difference. I'm sure it he, could. It could not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But like you know, like you said, I'm not. I'm not a hockey analyst. I don't know the most about this sort of stuff. But when it's like a guy like that against some of these teams that have, you know, some of the more famous hockey players that they have, you know, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, you got. You got Pasternak and all these guys that are coming at you. Yeah. I like, mean, yeah, sure. Paul Mary, yeah. Zach Parise, you know, on the we Islanders. Just going, oh, I was one guy. If we just had the one guy, we could be a little better off. Yeah. We, I think, but that's, we, you know, yeah. I think we miss him for sure. No doubt. Absolutely. So get healthy and get back. Cause I, I'm sure that energy is everywhere. It's in the locker room too. You imagine these, some of these games like coming into the first period. I'm sure he's like, we stink. We got to get it together. You know, he's that guy in the locker room. And you're like, oh, God, he's bad. Yeah. It was really wild to to listen to the Calgary game because his brother Chris plays for yeah. Calgary. So they're all the yeah, time. Right. Like, Tanev takes the puck. And you're like, what? what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not, not our Tanev. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. But what I was going to say is, you know. It's tough. We lost all these games, but the good news is, I think if the Kraken play like they did in the last two periods of the Islanders game and in the Boston game, we're gonna see a lot more wins and just fun hockey. I mean, watching that game was fun. Yeah, it was tight, and we didn't win, but I was thoroughly entertained by the quality of what I was seeing. You know, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, that is the slate of games. All the way caught up. So now it's just uh, the hymns and the haws, right? We yeah. just touch so on. We got we got Big Rig back from his his injury, and yeah. what are we hearing about Morgan Geeky? 
Tell me about that. Well, I've just been noticing that over the last, like, five games, I don't know if he's chirping or what's going on, but it seems like he's being targeted. He's got a lot of people taking shots at him. He got an interference penalty where it was kind of like a knee-to-knee in Boston. But even in the Islanders game, the game, the, some of those games in Canada, it's like people – it seemed like they were going after him. So I don't it know if for him. word's gotten out about something or he did something or he just chirps out there and frustrates people and we don't know. He's like the secret – he's like Yanni Gord except without the smile. <laughs> he's stirring, it, stirring, it, stirring the pot in, the, in secret. But it's interesting. I don't know. So something to you <laughs> – Keep in mind and uh, keep an like eye the on. Guy with the other, oh, this guy, get him. Well, and he um, he does have, according to the skills competition, he does have the fastest shot. So that's it, sneaky Morgahiki. You gotta know if you don't know where he is. When I mean, yeah, maybe the moniker's right. He's sneaky Morgan Geeky. Mm-hmm. And they know they know that if you catch yeah. him in the slot unguarded, your your ass is on fire. So right. <laughs> And then Austin Zarnick. I mean, he's the guy that we talked about earlier. We picked up from the Islanders. Um, and I think what's really great about him, you know, we picked up Kuhlman who got injured. And a lot of times these guys come in and they like f- have to find their form and their fit. And maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. But he just like fit right into the team like he'd, he'd been here all season. Pretty cool to see. Um, he gets a, an assist in his first bit of action with a beautiful setup to Donato. And I just like his style of play. And he doesn't seem to, like, make a lot of these wrong moves. I think it was a good pickup. I like I like the look of him. And I like what he's doing. It's good to have somebody that's got chemistry with Donato, for sure. Because he can produce. He just needs somebody, you know. They all just need the right line. Right. Right line combination. All, the, right all, the all our guys just need the right line. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So that is the Maelstrom. And the that Maelstrom. Covers it. What's cracking it in the community? Well... Let's find out what's cracking in the community. Started off with uh, the BHM, the Black Hockey Month, Black Hockey History Month, warm-up jerseys and hats and the like uh, merch that was done by a local artist, R.C. Johnson, uh, inspired by the Pan-African flag and San Kofa bird, and uh, benefiting the One Roof Foundation and community passageways which kind of help uh, youth deal with um, incarceration issues and reintegrating into society and things like that. So, um, but the, the, the jerseys, like the logo that they did, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It looks amazing. Um, they auction the warm-up jerseys off, so it's supposed to be like player-worn or whatever. Um, and those are, you know, a pretty penny, but I'm probably going to get myself a hat. For sure. Because, um, yeah, they did the logo ups like red and green and uh, yellow. And it's got this awesome pattern on it. Super, super cool. So, yeah, super cool. Um, just, I mean, and they did that uh, earlier um, with the indigenous peoples 
they had a, a, jer- a warm-up jersey, kind of did the same thing um, to benefit. And that was a really cool design as well. It's just a fun thing. Um, um, didn't didn't the, uh, the team that is going to be the WHL team down in California, or the... The Firebirds? The yeah, the Firebirds. Firebirds. They came out with their jerseys too, didn't they? They did. Yeah, that was a bit ago now. Really, really cool looking like bird jersey, also, right? Oh yeah, that's cool. Their jersey. That's a really, that's a really kind of cool thread that they got going on between all these with the Thunderbirds being the local WHL Seattle team, and then they're gonna have the Firebirds down there, and and these you know Sankafa birds. It's some pretty cool. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and they're like. their take on the anchor was really cool too. I mean, it's just it, it's just such a cool thing because you get you know artistic interpretation. I honestly lots like, of imagery. Yeah, yeah, and it's you just a different you know it's the same same team same vein but just a different take on it. And I, I wish they would make them so you could buy a jersey and not have to auction it off for like you know fifteen hundred bucks because they're they're hot man. I would wear it all the time. <laughs> so but uh but yeah i mean it's another cool little thing and it's it's like i said it's benefiting community passageways um go check those guys out find them online uh and of course the one roof foundation so uh pretty cool well what else is correcting in in the community well i want you to tell me about the skills showcase you said you were gonna go to it and oh talk to yeah last episode and i saw some you know i didn't actually get to watch it but i saw some details about it with uh morgan geeky putting on quite a show there and some of the other guys so i just want to get your take on that oh yeah 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 um man so kind of cool i think it was uh you get like your feel of like what the all-star game would be like because it was kind of a lot of that same stuff and they even did they even did like a little basically like a little team scrimmage um at the end so like a mini all-star game um you know uh that's awesome like they the team captains were drieger and grubauer and they they did this draft like beforehand and made this video and released it so i actually watched it before we even got to the stadium so you kind of know who's on who's on whose team and who's competing against each other and it was just a lot of fun um I mean, tickets were 10 bucks, so just a kind yeah. of cool afternoon. And you get to see the players in a little bit different light, you know. Um, a lot of them are – pretty much everybody was just wearing hats, so you get a more like, – On the cash. I'll do a little casual thing. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like just hanging out and, you That's know, bringing their, their families and their kids. And uh, Yanni Gord – you know, I has his daughter there, and Gio brought his son, and and uh, cool. just kind of a cool vibe. Um, and uh, yeah, Drieger drafts a better team for sure. They ended up winning, um, in my estimation, by quite a bit. Although they, you know, they gave even points for some of these things. Uh, but Yanni Gord is truly a chaos gremlin. He was inciting his team to like throw sticks and bodies to interfere <laughs> when they're doing like different skills and optical course events. Uh, Vince Dunn has a sneaky bag of tricks when it comes to shootouts. I mean, most of these guys were kind of holding back or what, you know, a little bit or whatever. And he came out sure. and like did a spinorama and like picked the stick up 
picked the puck up on his stick and like slingshotted it, you know, during the spin <laughs> move at the goal. And they had some, you know, um, his son was a Stanley Cup winner. You can't forget that. Yep, for sure. Yep. He, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a good time. Giordano's son um, took his like penalty shot. Giordano's son's going to be a prolific goal scorer. Um, I don't know how old he is, but he he's got a uh, he he skates like a seasoned pro, and he's got a heck of a shot. Fastest skater is a nice young lady from the Kraken Hockey Youth System. So that was, I mean, that's cool. They brought out kids to do kind of different events, um, like the fastest skater, and and they had these two kids come out, um, and they did this. So I forget who it was. It was Yannis Donskoy and somebody else. They like did who could get into their gear faster and they made a video of it and projected it on the screen. And then they had two kids come out and do the same thing, like for their honorary, for their team. And uh, Grubauer really is the German gentleman uh, because one kid had his like dad there to assist him. And the other kid uh, didn't have anyone and grew like went over there and was like, let me help you like put your stuff on. <laughs> so pretty good Dang. uh pretty neat um, Heck yeah but most importantly like i said sneaky morgan geeky has the fastest shot at 98 miles an hour um, that's huge next was mccann at 96 and alexiak rounding out at 94 so uh pretty fun pretty fun little event um yeah i'd totally do it again you know I, I, I could see where you're like, I'm going to drive all the way from, you know, Olympia or Tacoma for this. Nah, maybe not, but but it was fun. I, I would definitely do it. I mean, I would, I'm obsessed, so I would. <laughs> yeah, right. And like I, I mean, said, it just sounds ten, awesome ten bucks and you can get, you know, seats down on the glass and get up close to these guys. And, yeah. you know, it, it was another kind of moment for kids. Like a lot of people got stick, you know, autographs. And yeah, no, just I saw so much one fun. guy take, you know, his Grubauer jersey down. This is like a 40 year old dude. And he just threw it over the threw it over into the bench where they were sitting and was like, please. And the, and Grubauer signed it and gave it back to him. And I was like, yeah, kind of fun. I think yeah. a little bit, those guys like just had just flown home. And I think there was maybe a little bit of like, oh, I really have to be here and, you know, yeah, and do I'm, this. I'm sure. I'm sure. And then, uh, but I think as soon as they started skating, hearing people cheering for him and knowing that it, you know, wasn't practice, and was there was no pressure. I was like, ah, oh, this is fun. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was cool to watch like the the accuracy stuff. So, you know, shooting pucks and missing and be like, oh, I can't believe I missed so many. I think they were they were interviewing different guys at different times. So yeah, uh, all kind of cool stuff that you wouldn't see uh, at a game, you know. For sure. Let's dive into the Olympics, Doug. Tell me. Who you got? Yeah, man. So after after the last episode we recorded, you know what I mean? I I really have been watching quite a bit of the Olympics. I, I watched just tons and tons of curling. I watched the, the biathlons like you were talking scoot about. Scoot and shoot, baby. France is, France is not to be trifled with in the scoot and shoot. Let me no. tell you what. And then, you know, I watched a little bit of figure skating, some speed skating, ski jumping, snowboard and all that stuff i watched it all i watched a whole bunch of olympics but i was really trying to like focus on and follow the women's u.s olympic hockey team 
and I watched right from the preliminaries through, you know, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and right up until they took the silver in the final game of the tournament, losing to Team Canada. Yes, and this was a heartbreaker. I was convinced that our girls were going to be able to bring home the gold this year. I was telling my whole family, everybody that I know, I said, you know, if you don't know the women's U.S. Olympic hockey team, they're going to win. I think they're going to bring the gold home. I think they're going to. So I might have jinxed them. So that might be my <laughs> But watching the games, you know, that they had pay, played previously in the 2022 Olympics in Beijing, I just thought that they could not be stopped. And uh, Canada got the best of them. The final score was 3-2. to two, And uh, just the Kraken captains congratulate Team USA on their silver and Team Canada on the gold in this year's Olympics. Yeah, I mean, that was a tough one for sure. Those girls had a hell of a tournament, and they played really, really hard. I know, I think Canada was their only loss. They they yeah. lost to him in you know the round robin play and then they you know you run the gauntlet and you get there and you know it didn't have quite the pressure I think of the last 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 time around being that it was like twenty years since we had won gold and everything like that but there were moments in that game you know where I was like oh yeah we're we're it's about the to same like but different right because it's like it's girls. like last yeah. year they they hadn't won the gold and and. You know, 20 years, they come through and they finally win it. And this is like, like the year following. So there's not as much pressure to be like, it's like, what do you get for being like two-time gold medal winners if you're already a one-time gold medal winner, right? It's not yeah. the biggest thing in the world. But they just looked so unstoppable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but those mean? Canadian women, the only, the only team that put up a fight against them was was the U.S., you know they were they were blowing the doors off teams. I watched two at least where they scored double digit goals, and I was like, okay. So it was gonna be it was gonna be a battle, but I mean, it's a national pastime in Canada. Yeah, it. But I think you were right. You know, I had I had high hopes, and I felt like you know this team was good enough to get it done, and they were close. They were close. Honestly, like no one can tell me that they're not just, the best in the world. They just ran no out one of can time. Tell me. Yeah, <laughs> Canada and the no US. Can, we have no one can tell me they're not. And I do want to take just a minute because there, you know, there's some chatter about women's hockey and blah blah blah, and I'm hearing things like it doesn't belong in the Olympics, or I don't know how it belongs in the Olympics, and this and that and the other thing, and and that's just nonsense. It's absolutely it, nonsense. It's complete, and so you know we have to support women's hockey uh, because it's good hockey, and because it's, I like watching it. It's really good hockey. So I want more women's hockey on TV. So you know, let's go out and get it done. <laughs> Seriously. So any of you naysayers out there, shame on you. Shame. That's all I gotta say about that. Shame. Go women's hockey. But moving on to the men's hockey team. The U.S. men's hockey team had Maddie Berniers. He's a yeah. Seattle cracking guy, isn't he? Tell yeah. me about that, J.P. Oh, Maddie Berniers, dude. Getting her done. Wolverines! Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
this, you know, this was more of a disappointment for the the men's team, I think. Um, they played so well during the round robin portion of play, beat Team Canada, um, and ended up as the... They looked good. They, they were looking good. good. <laughs> they, and they ended up as the number one seed, um, you know, after round robin play. Like, they were the only team that didn't lose a game. And then right out of the gate, they come up against a, a Slovakian team that got hot and got and went... Uh, I think they went all the way. To, they played in the bronze medal game. And what is it? Is it's all those old Olympic hockey guys in every documentary you've ever watched? They all go. Right. Confidence is a disease. Right. <laughs> it's like I, a plague. <laughs> yeah, I think Finland played Russia, and Finland did win their first gold medal in hockey, which is amazing. But getting back to Team USA, you know they let they let Slovakia. Stick, stick around and didn't finish them off and then they ended up losing in a shootout yeah uh, which sucks you know in like a one down. game tournament it's not best of seven it's not the stanley cup finals right. you, there's no there's no there's no game redo. two no game two there's yeah. no game two after that <laughs> yeah so it, it was a tough one to swallow and i think for those guys you know Ooh. even more so Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But you have so, to be excited about Bernier's. I mean, his play through the whole tournament was, oh, man. was awesome. You got you to gotta have, you gotta have a positive outlook about the future of Team Kraken when you get to see that guy fighting for, yeah. you know, gold medal or bronze at this point. But Right. But he had a yeah, beautiful assist on, a, on the first goal of that game, um, setting it up and – He's all over the ice, you know, good on offense and defense. So he's he's the whole package. So it's it's going to be awesome. But I will say it was interesting to see, you know, his play and then see him not get called a, uh, called to shoot in the shootout. I, I was a little bit like, what's going on there? Um, so that was interesting. But, yeah, I'm excited for him to get done at Michigan. And, boy, I wish we were in the in the playoffs we were in the hunt because then we might see him this year. You know, he could come in and play in the playoffs, but we'll see about all that. There's yeah, there's, mathematically there's bright, there's still bright time. lights in the future for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I, um, team USA keep playing hard, you know, men's team, you were, uh, on the precipice there and we'll, Look forward to seeing what you do moving forward. And congratulate all them U.S. Olympians. If just yeah, being oh, in the Olympics is a huge accomplishment. And so, like, you can't even... You're the top of your game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One of the best. Slovakia. Forget about Slovakia. <laughs> Please do. It's going to be a whole new tournament next time. <laughs> so, yeah, but gosh, the Olympics, man. What a What a sport. Yeah, so like, after the last episode rather. when we were talking about, you know, like what's better, the Olympics or the All-Star Game, I watched so much Olympics over the last, like, two, the month or whatever, weeks and weeks of just hockey and all, all these different sports. The Olympics are amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're amazing. It doesn't even matter. It's just crazy. Crazy to think about how long the thing's been going on, and it's, like, worldwide. It's, like, there's not many things where, like, 
all of these different countries in the entire world come together to do something. Right. And it's play and it's play sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like honestly, like as crazy as it can be for, you know, whatever neighborhood they end up holding it in, it's still an amazing uh spectacle, you yep. know. Absolutely. And it it can't be matched no matter no matter what you compare it to. Yeah, the only thing that come that comes close is the World Cup, which is kind of the same thing, but with so- with one sport with soccer, but with soccer teams from all over the world and it's very unified. Eh, hockey's better. Hockey's better. Yeah, <laughs> I got no qualms in saying that. There's a lot of people out there who're gonna be really mad, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So. So that's it. That's that's what's cracking in in the uh, local community and the worldwide community worldwide yeah so cracking captains worldwide yes sir well we better move on to what the puck what what the, what the puck the story coming through the chatter on the internet about the coyotes being forced to move to asu stadium next year with a 5,000 seat capacity uh, the San Jose Barracudas were tweeting shade at the Coyotes <laughs> for playing in a stadium that's, you know, arguably has more capacity than the Barracudas stadium, but not by much. <laughs> Barely. And, uh, I mean, it's funny because it's kind of like, I've been to see the Seattle Thunderbirds, and that's about a 5,000-seat capacity stadium. It's like, until you've know, until you been to an actual NHL game, you're like, well, why don't, why don't they just play here? And then you go in there, and you're like, oh, yeah, because it's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. It's kind of it, it feels feels funny for the Arizona Coyotes. That's for sure. Well, I don't know how long they'll be able to make that last, or if they've got a plan to uh, magically erect a giant seventeen thousand capacity stadium. But we'll I, see. I mean, to me, it's like a, a ticking clock. Number one, like ASU is the clear winner of this deal, which is a multi-year deal. After they got kicked out of their facility, which by the way, they like earlier on in the season, they, they just like went and locked the doors, locked everybody out of that stadium. Cause they were like, Hey, you know, you guys haven't paid us rent or the whatever. You know, <laughs> the well, they hadn't paid. They were like back due. And like, that, sh- that is like the worst publicity. Like I'm sure the rest of the NHL and like the owners group and everybody was like, nah, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? And and now like this to me is worse. Like they got to go play. I mean, like you said, these memes are coming out of the woodwork. I saw one where it was just a guy who like laid down, you know, like, uh, uh, like trash bags in a room and then painted them like the ice like you would like line the, <laughs> line the bed of your truck to make a hot tub and then he was and then they were like hey have you seen the coyotes new arena and think about like yeah. just everybody like okay so an organization that cares about winning like wants to win the stanley cup 
it, it's top down. It's everything. Like the best facilities, the best trainers, the best people, the best food for the health of their players. Like everything from the top down in the organization is built to bring the Stanley Cup to that city, to that team. And, you know, the standard is really high. And this just, this is not. Like, no this is a bologna you, sandwich. Arizona bologna sandwich. Yeah, no matter how you slice it, this is not <laughs> it. And, like, the, this owner, it's like, dude, you are, I just, I, and that's why I said it's a ticking time bomb. To me, this guy gets to keep his team? No, I don't think so. I, I doubt be, it. I wouldn't be surprised. Ottawa City. I heard a lot of chatter on the internet about Ottawa City wanting a team. That's what remember the Hartford Whalers. Hartford Whalers. The Atlanta Thrashers. Dude. Yeah, I think. <laughs> well, I don't think the Coyotes have. Uh, they're not long for this world. Yeah, they're the not ASC. long for being the Arizona Coyotes unless they get some guy, somebody else in that organization. Oust that owner and get somebody else. Well, I mean, like, somebody's going to have to just, like, magically poof, here's a stadium. Mm. Unless you got to build it. And if you build it, you don't have enough time to survive. In well, they place. can, I think they can go back to their old stadium if they're willing to pay all if the back pays, due, oh, please, you know, and negotiate the right kind of contract. But I'm obviously I'm not involved with like the city of Glendale. Yeah, who knows how much they owe or what they're into, and, of course. Yeah, and what they're looking for. So, it, yeah, but yeah, it's a multi-year deal. But it may not be multi-years that there are in Arizona Coyotes, and they become the Hartford Whalers or something like that, or That's the Quebec right. Nordiques. That's right. Or who knows? But I'm sure. You know, yeah, it's it Ottawa City Coyotes. It certainly belongs in the what the pug segment because, whew, what about uh, Zdeno Chara? Zdeno Chara, uh, I was watching this as they were playing the crack in the other day. Zdeno Chara passes Chris Chelios for defenseman with the most NHL career games played. It's 1,651 games. It's quite the record for the big man. And if you've uh, listened to our new uh, opening entrance music, then you know that the Zambonis, they got a song called Don't Pick a Fight with Chara. And I think you ought to go listen to that one right now for this one because it's like cracking uh, when they played the Islanders, who Char is playing for now, and then they played the Bruins, who Char played with for years and years and years. And I mean, the guy's just a magician. He's huge. He's a monster. You don't want to. You don't want to go play against him. If you, you, that's like the the D man. They had to the the league had to give him a waiver for his stick because he's so tall that his stick length is over regulation length. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a record for sure. D-man with the most career games passing Chris Chelios and he passed a bunch of other legends to get there. I mean, 1,651 NHL games. That's legendary. So, yeah. And I mean, he, to do it with his style of play, you, know. you gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, an anomaly for sure, but a wonderful one. And I will say, like seeing him at the game, like you know, you see Alexiak, and you're like, wow, that that dude is 
big. Yeah. That's a big dude. And then, you yeah. know, they're playing the Islanders, and then you see Char, and they're, like, standing next to each other. And you're like, whoa. Okay. Calm down. Yikes. <laughs> this is a big man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, congrats to Zdeno Chara and Chris Chelios. I don't know how long that record stood, but it seems to me he was still playing when I was young, coming up. Yeah, so yeah, he he was one of the one years, of the early '90s, late '80s guys. Yeah, anybody who plays that many games in the NHL is doing something right. And so, yeah, as a defenseman to do it and uh, do it with his style of play, pretty cool stuff. Awesome. Lastly, I'd like to cover some mistakes or just one mistake really in the last episode i was talking about the olympics and my my favorite uh event the scoot and shoot the biathlon and i uh i said johannes thigdis boo uh was a swede and that is not true and i know he's from norway but obviously my brain had a complete malfunction uh and i called him a swede uh, so, Norway had a lot of golds. They they were up there in the in the medal standings. They were number I mean, one, I think. Winter, Winter Olympics. Them, yeah, yeah I, I mean, think they, them and uh, the ROC were neck and neck for most of it. So I I don't know who ended up on top or who is now, but the but Norwegians yeah, probably. The Norwegians probably. Um. Yeah. So anyway, he's. I was, about, I was trying. To, I was. Listen to the episode after we recorded it on the last one. And I was like, I don't even know how to type that guy's name to even if I was going to look him up. <laughs> yeah. he. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to Norway. Sorry to Sweden. Sorry to the Boo family. But uh, it was definitely an awesome run for him. Four gold medals, one bronze, all in the scoot and shoot. So there it is. That's uh, what the puck. So um, I would like to take one minute uh, at the end here to just say uh, I'm thinking about the people of Ukraine and uh, standing with you and uh, praying for you guys so it's uh, would be weird to not acknowledge that I think seriously uh, as we're recording this uh, all that is going on like as of today yeah so um, uh, anybody family or anything like that uh heart goes out to you and uh we we stand with the the people of ukraine so god bless you amen as always the kraken captains would like to thank you our listeners for tuning into another episode let us know your thoughts follow us on social media and drop us a line and let us know what you want to know about the seattle kraken Thanks again, and we'll see you right back here for the next episode real soon. Real soon. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.